0: What's up everybody you're listening to the plain sight podcast my name is alex and i'm here as always with my good old buddies my good old pals cam jordan cam what up
1: how's it going
0: and zachary Kuyad. zach what it is
2: oh what a do you know just happy to be here
0: and today we're celebrating new beginnings mm. you've been a preach. oh man we made it through one season um we haven't got canceled yet um i'm really proud of us any we're day all now if we're surprised. lucky <laughs> yeah Let's act like we don't have several podcasts still that haven't been recorded since we're doing this so far in advance. True. So maybe this is going to be hilarious by the time it comes out. But hey, all publicity is is good publicity, right? That is false. And (laughs) we're moving on. We did Marvel movies and John Mayer last time. Here we're going to do 80s movies. Mm. Thank you, Zach. That's That's what I'm here for. That's good. A smorgasbord. You like that word?
2: Good word. 10 points.
1: Wow.
0: I don't even. I couldn't define it for you. I just know it's a thing. That's actually the next episode
1: is
2: strictly smorgasbords.
1: We wrote a film called Smorgasbord. <laughs>
0: and we are going to do our own podcast it's shameless on it. Self-promotion so,
2: shameless self promotion within shameless self promotion. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we are doing '80s movies, and then in between those '80s movies, we're just gonna do a big variety of different things. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We think we have something for everyone. So as always, subscribe, give us a rating and a review. We'll read review on the pod if it's good enough. Prefer- That's all I
1: Preferably can say. like a a good rating, but like yeah, I guess if it's it, bad, it I'm, helps us I, a lot get, more I, that way. I get it, but
0: like make it good. All publicity is good publicity.
2: Well, <laughs> you change the tune on that real quick. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> and today we're talking about accountability, guys. Um, <laughs> no, we're talking about the Breakfast Club, the classic movie from the nineteen eighties. Zach, give us the Breakfast Club.
2: Yeah, so The Breakfast Club, The Brain, The Athlete, The Basket Case, The Princess, and The Criminal, a 1985 John Hughes classic, follows five unconnected teens who end up in detention on the same Saturday under the watchful eye of Assistant Principal Vernon. The five initially argue, but eventually come to realize that they aren't so different after all. And then they do makeovers and get high, and Judd Nelson punches the air. Freeze frame, fade to black. That's The Breakfast Club. It's pretty. That's uh, really good. Simple yeah. synopsis. I feel like I you know? just
1: watched it again. That was <laughs> honestly, you don't even
0: need to watch it, guys. I I would like to tell you to stop where you're at right now if you haven't seen it and go watch
1: it. But after that, that might just be the pod. Which y'all, <laughs> I will say, as of today, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie.
2: Wow. This was wow. like. I'm, I'm the, glad that this did that for
1: you. This is like the biggest movie, probably like on the list. Because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I kind of get. Yeah, get talked about, and and so this is maybe oh, the biggest yeah. one that when I say I haven't seen this, people are like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you you are better at
0: that than I am too. Like, I have so many movies I have never seen. Like Zach wanted to do Die Hard, and I have to be honest,
1: whoa, I've never
0: seen Die Hard. I mean, listen, Ooh.
1: I've seen Die Hard. Like, let's not let's <laughs> not take it. We've watched know, Die Hard <laughs> I know. That's what I'm, saying. I'm
0: worse than you. I can't
1: believe you hadn't seen this. Is, Even I had seen is this. Is Die Hard a, a Christmas movie? Let's get controversial, boys.
2: That, Ready, that's, set, for the, that's for the hot takes section of the Die Hard episode, which will come Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Stick that's around. To find we the will answer. not speak. We, can't, yeah, stick we can't blow that months in advance. <laughs> so,
0: this is just a classic, guys. Like, there's, there's so much in this movie. It's a ton of fun. Um, and honestly, it's so. It's going to be really easy for us to, like, deep dive and figure out what it is about it. But, I mean. Before we even get to that, it's just a great movie. Like, I could watch oh, yeah. it whenever. Any mood.
2: It's, it's just so good. It's got a little bit of comedy for you. It's got a little right. bit of, like, tear-jerk sadness. It's got, mm-hmm. like, five really good performances by people who are barely older than teenagers. Um, Butt cheeks uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Flair laughs> and duct tape? Exactly. What more can a movie asked for? <laughs> Man
0: oh man weed in the library honestly what I don't understand is like I understand this happens in all of these movies but the whole like oh teacher's in his office let's go smoke weed in the library and cause a ruckus like no one's gonna notice
1: right
2: yeah listen that wasn't my scene in high school I don't know how anybody got away with anything because I spent 90% of my time in the theater so
0: (laughs) also thinking about that I sit and think, I was like, I know several friends that did stuff that was just as dumb in high school. Um, <laughs> I just was never cool enough to do it. So maybe I should understand.
2: Exactly.
0: As I say that, like, you know what? We won't even go into those stories. Um, that's for <laughs> the NSFW version of the Plainsight podcast. But you know what? High school was a fun time. We'll just say that. (laughs) Um, Not really for me.
1: (laughs) It's pretty standard. Hey, we all graduated. So That's right. Barely. I did.
2: I sure did. You got there. You got the degree. We are are proud of you.
0: Um, Every single time we do this, like the whole point of what we do here at Plain Sight is to take the normal, ordinary things, the movies we love, the TV shows we binge, the music that we just can't get over, and we want to figure out how can we... Pull our faith. Bring our faith into that. Um, Things that aren't even inherently Christian at all. uh, Figure out ways that we can grow ourselves because we believe that God is sovereign and omnipresent. Big words for he is in control of everything and he is everywhere. So, wow, I'm using a lot of big words today. I said smorgasbord, uh, sovereign, omnipresent.
2: You remember Uh, to read your dictionary this morning.
0: I didn't. I don't remember the last time I read a dictionary. I had a buddy um, in youth group growing up whose mom used to read him the dictionary at night
2: hmm. a lot of questions <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah well his mom was a librarian at an elementary school
2: that is there's well, a lot
0: to unpack i don't want to believe that
1: that stereotype is actually real that librarians all they do is read dictionaries Just read to their the children. dictionary no no she's a very swell gal um, well, nothing about what I, I, I said meant that she this. wasn't swell. It just meant she's that. swell.
2: She just happens to also read she the is, dictionary.
0: <laughs> she is interesting. How about that? Well, that's
2: mean. a that's a good word that means literally anything.
1: Is she, li- <laughs> well, is she like, listening? My, okay, no, no. One. <laughs> my, hey, my if, you're, one if you're if you're listening, you can be a guest on our next podcast. We're gonna talk about the dictionary, and we really want you.
2: The next episode. Where, where can we find Jesus in the dictionary? How do they make you think about the answer? J.
0: okay we're going to step out of that I was saying she's not just a boring person that reads the dictionary she's an interesting human being but we're going to move on since y'all twisted my words Uh, when I think about this there's two big things we're going to dive into Um, talking pre-pod my thing was really just how a lot of times when you interact with others it makes me think about how I don't know their backstory and how they got to where they are now I don't know the things they deal with behind closed doors. Sure. Um, just like how most people don't know the things that I've dealt with behind closed doors. Like, um, and then the other big thing is like the big question of the movie is who are we? You know, what right. makes us who we are? How do we define ourselves? Yeah. Uh, which is such a thing in Christian culture is like what defines me? How do I define who I am as a Christian? So we're gonna dive in. Um, Cam, you saw this movie for the first time today. Oh, you've watched it once. What's the thing that you pulled from this movie?
1: Yeah, I, I think it was, it was relatable in the sense of I, I think we can all connect to a time in either like high school or college, sometime in those transformative years where we kind of had this this coming of age moment where we kind of had this like identity moment where we learned about who we are, um, and and I, I think we all kind of have to consistently come to that conclusion of, of who we are, yeah. what defines us in Christ. Um, I know for, for me, I actually have a, a document on my laptop uh, that was sent to me by a, a pastor friend who went through the Bible and gathered every single time in the Bible that, that God defines you. So like it literally yeah. just says, Matthew 5.13, I am the salt of the earth. Matthew 5.14, I am the light of the world. And it's talking about like who I am in Christ. And and I, I think for a lot of us, you know, we can kind of relate to this moment of, of getting caught up in, in the crowd. You know, there's the the beauty who is is caught up in, in her friends. There's the Jock who's caught up in his future and in all these different, you know, characters who are caught up in, in their identity and what defines them. But I think as Christians, we need to be defined as more than society. And we need to be yeah. remember how Jesus defines us, um, and and so my my favorite verse is First uh, Peter two eight and it says I am God's chosen instrument, and it just reminds me of like what my purpose is, and so that was just something I was thinking about through this whole thing of like how is Jesus defining me and how can I use that to break out of kind of these social norms that have constricted us for. A long time, and this movie's in the 80s, and it was a thing back then, it was a thing way before it, and it's going to be a thing for years mm-hmm. to come. Gosh, but Zach, before you say something good, I, I,
0: I have a couple goof things that I want to say, and I won't let us <laughs> go on a tangent, but every time you said everywhere where the Bible defines you, all I can think of was trying to find a funny way to make a Backstreet Boys, like Book of the Bible verse thing, and say, you are my fire. Um, <laughs> is that Backstreet Boys, or is that In Sync? Which one of that is it?
2: It's I want it that way.
0: Yeah. I, which one? Is it Backstreet Boys? The fact that I,
2: nobody is definitively was. answering this question is yeah. really specifically aging us right now. Man, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're so also, old, they're
1: like right? the same. Yeah, sure. One just had <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Like, yeah,
0: Give me packs. one
1: other difference. And then it my other out. thing
0: was, you said your favorite verse. What kind of musical instrument do you think you are? Bagpipes. Okay, on to Zach. <laughs> Zach, what do you think the big theme of this movie is? <laughs>
2: Oh, that was great. Um, I had I had a couple thoughts. Um, one, I think is just kind of a little one, um, in that, you know, the, the this group is all in detention on a weekend. Yeah. You know, um, well, all but one of them is in there because of like something that they did. Right, the all but one the basket case girl. Maybe just, the weirdest plot twist. Is all that allowed? Things. She just decided she wanted to go to detention on a Saturday because she mean, had nothing better to do. Is that allowed? Anyway, uh, but, you know, they're there because of, you know, something that they had objectively done wrong or something that had happened. But it's that experience that brings about the transformation and brings about something new. Um, And, you know, I just put up a blog post today that kind of talks about the same thing. But that, that going through something negative or going through something, you know, that is considered a mistake is so often the catalyst for becoming something new and becoming something um, more akin to what it is we're called to be. Uh, I think it's really interesting that this movie uses, you know, all of them getting in trouble to bring about, you know, something that's positive for all of them and and bringing them together as a community. That's just my little one. But the thing that I think is is really interesting about this movie... um, their whole dynamic, to me, sort of calls to mind um, the story in the Bible when um, Jesus interrupts the stoning of the woman um, and tells them that whoever's without, without sin um, can throw the first stone. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think old. it's interesting how he immediately not only perceives everything in the heart of the woman, but also everything in the heart and in the past of the people around him yeah in the uh-huh. rest of the the group and in the in the early portions of this movie you know you've got at least a couple of them that are like well i i'm i'm better than you guys i don't deserve to be here the nerd is like I'm, i get straight a's this isn't my thing and the princess is like i made one mistake but i'm still like pop more popular than you uh-huh. but it as you dig into who these people are and and you know what's going on in their personal lives you realize that they're all you know coming from similar places there a lot of them are dealing with you know issues with their parents and in fact i would i think all of them are dealing with you know issues yep. with either abuse or you know unrealistic expectations from their parents they're all coming from the same place and in the same way in that story you know jesus points out that none of them are coming from a place of perfection nobody is coming from this place where they are higher than anyone else because everyone has that whatever that flaw is or that mistake or, or, you know, some issue in their past. And I think it really levels us and really connects us all as human because there is no inherent perfection outside of what we get from Jesus.
0: Right. It, it reminds me of Jesus and the woman at the well uh, when you're talking about that too, where he basically uh, is able to do what none of us can do, and he's, um, talking to her and he's asking for a drink and he's basically saying, look, if you knew who was asking you for a drink right now, um, there would be no way that you'd be kind of trying to skirt this conversation. And then he just completely like exposes her to herself. <laughs> like, like go grab your husband. Who's actually not your husband because you're living with like five different dudes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically tells us like, look, I, I know everything. Like, I know all of this, and soon there's going to come a day when the rituals and the religion of Judaism, um, that might be your way to salvation now, but soon people are going to actually worship the Father and Spirit, is what he says. i um, paraphrasing, of course. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's such a moment here where, I mean, and I want to kind of, maybe it's a little too soon, but I do want to kind of move into like, We do character analysis. Before we just... There's so many characters. There's not one we could really pick. We want to just take that one scene where they're all sitting in that circle and they're opening up. You know, and watching that, um, you know, Melody and I have a new pup, so, like, it's running around and I'm kind of angry and annoyed. But, like, it's hard (laughs) for me to just not be zeroed in on that. Uh, It's, one, super cheesy. Two, funny. But three, just so impactful. The thought that, like well, he's got this going on at home or she's dealing with this when it comes to self-image where they all have the same issues, they all have the same feelings but coming from completely different stories. And nobody else knows the other story until one of them stands up to tell it. Um, so I think a big thing for me and that's so impactful there is I got to I gotta be okay with just being vulnerable. Um,
2: yeah, absolutely. How
0: important is it um, that I take the time to show you the parts of me that I would usually be a little embarrassed to show. Yeah. You know, what? how important is it, how impactful is it to the people around me, and we never know until it happens, that I take the time to show you my weaknesses and where I'm feeling, because that just opened the door for us to be there for each other in a way that we never really knew we could have.
2: Yeah, and I think that's especially important, you know, in in the life of a Christian because I think we get so caught up in this need to present a facade of perfection. You know, we are, especially like those of us in leadership are expected to put on this front that is, I don't make mistakes. And here is Mm -hmm. how I can show you how to not make mistakes. And it becomes so robotic that I think the the people we're trying to connect with get this impression that, well, if we don't make mistakes, then they, then other people can't come to us with their mistakes. Um, and I know, like, the three of us have, have had plenty of times in our lives where we've all, you know, had to come to each other about stuff that's happened to us. Um, yeah. And, and that's not... That's not exclusive to any one of us because... It, nut and, house forever. That's right. Nuthouse. Amen. Mm. Um, because it is so inherently a part of a... I think a healthy christian life is is being able to connect with other people because i if if you don't have that you get caught in this trap of well everyone else seems to have it all together and i am falling apart with the same issues every day you know and the truth is we are all individually dealing with our own things oh, yeah on a daily basis but we mm-hmm. make such an effort to not show it to people all the time that it becomes disheartening to other people and to ourselves i think
1: well, yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's such a big part of, like, like social media as well, too, which is, which is something we've talked about. It's like you're always seeing the good side of everything,
2: mm-hmm. of,
1: of everybody else, but, but you see the, the bad side of, of yourself. But I also think there's a, a flip side of that coin that's kind of interesting. Uh, we were talking today in a class um, about ethics and, and the idea of um, moral positioning, which, that sounds smart. Which is, uh, it's not nearly as smart as it sounds. Um, it's where you, um, if if I'm in one situation and Alex, you're in the same situation, I'll position myself to justify mine. Whereas you, like when I see you doing the same thing, so like if we're both 10 minutes late, I'll say, oh, well, I had to deal with this and this and this this morning. Whereas for you, I'm like, oh, he's just lazy and never on time. Right? And, and we, oh, we, we get hmm. in this place of, we justify our own failures and i think part of it is us trying to live up to like this this level this bar that we see other people at and so we try and live up there by justifying our own failures instead of using them as a driving force to make us better and stronger we justify our failures in a way to bring other people down to our level and, and instead of being a community that supports each other, iron sharpening iron and, and being together, instead it's this constant battle of I inside know that you're above me, so let, yeah. me, let me bring you down by justifying my moral failures. And then we're all just yep. bringing each other down and down and down, and it's it's a cycle.
0: Mm. It's kind of like my position that like you're, you're wrong most of the time. Like, be okay with being wrong. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, like, and I talk about this in way too many pods. You guys are going to get so sick of it. It's like that one pastor that shares the same Bible story every time. Um, or me. I do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, you are that pastor, so, I mean. Yeah, that is me. That is me. But I think, um, man, there's such a power when I, when I don't go in here thinking, wow, these guys are so wrong. Let me show them how I'm right. Right. Um, and instead just saying, look. Everyone thinks they're right about everything. Like, that sounds kind of cocky to say. and like sounds kind of outlandish, but you wouldn't believe the way you did if you didn't think you were right. Right. Yeah. It, and so, if you have 7 billion people who all think they are right about every subject on planet Earth, basically what I'm getting at is nobody is right.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: All of us are wrong. Um, usually at probably multiple, multiple things, we are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I could just get that in my head, like, wow, I'm probably not right. What's it look like if I am wrong? How am I acting that shields that? How can I take that away and have a good conversation, a good interaction that benefits the both of us? Uh, because then that's where real change in relationships and real bonds start to get built.
2: Yeah, and I think that's that's what's central to you know the main plot of this movie so to speak in that they're being told to write an essay that's their detention and because we're talking about the movie and i have it right here i'm going to read the essay because i want to make a point about it oh please do by the end of the movie they've written this collectively it says dear mr vernon we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole saturday in detention for whatever it is we did wrong but we think you're crazy for making us write an essay telling you who we think we are you see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain, and an athlete, and a basket case, and a princess, and a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. I think they're getting to the same point that we're talking about, is that we, we like to project that we are this one perfect thing, mm-hmm. but inherently we are multifaceted people. Right. Yeah, we are all a brain and an athlete and a, bu- a basket case and a princess and a criminal. You know that that exists in each of us. For some, there are things that are privileged about all of us. There are things that are criminal about all of us. There are moments where we're intelligent. There are areas where we excel, and there are areas where we are uncomfortable. That's inherently a part of who we all are, and understanding that about ourselves and about each other is is essential to realizing that just because it looks like it doesn't mean anybody else actually has it all together. Right. Mm-hmm. And the vulnerability to say, "Hey, I don't have it all together," is what it takes for them to grow. You know, that's what that's what moves them forward in this movie is that they are honest with each other and they start talking about, "Well, my parents pushed me too hard and so it led me to do this," or my parents don't care about me, so it led me to do this. And it takes those admissions and those, that honest dialogue about their insecurities for them to have that coming-of-age moment that is central to the plot of pretty much any John Hughes movie, that it's about what you learn about yourself and what that does to you moving forward. And in this movie, it's they have to be honest with each other before they can move forward.
1: Yeah, and I, I think even with that, there comes then this responsibility of everybody else to kind of accept their growth. And I think that is something that as a society we really struggle with. Because we're very argumentative. Yeah. And I know like the three of us, like it's in our nature, we like to argue. Now granted, it's usually <laughs> uh. in, a, in a way where where we can kind of have this friendly banter and we can be on the opposite sides of things and be okay. Um, but I, I think... We love to argue about, like, baseball and things like that, but I think in, in culture, when people are on the opposite sides of topics, they never allow the person room to come to their side. Like, they argue, like, hey, I want you to be on my side of this conflict, and then whenever they start to agree with them, they're like, wait, I thought you disagreed, and it's like, we don't give people the room to change, we, there's this, you know, this idea of, like, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, right? So, like, if I have a fixed mindset, I think, like, okay, I will never change this. This, I am always in this box. Whereas a growth mindset says that, like, I am in this box right now. I cannot do this yet, right? But I think sometimes we put a fixed mindset on others. And when you know, when five years down the road, we see somebody from high school except to Jesus. We're like, well, I knew them in high school. There's no way. And it's like, well,
2: <laughs> yeah. think
1: about what's changed for you in five years. Now put that on somebody else and think, be proud of, of where they've come. And I think we don't necessarily allow people to, to reach that growth that we're, we're talking about. We all need to try and accomplish it too. But when other people come to us and, and want to be in this place of, of growth. We need to give them that space to do that and support them. And I think that's something we struggle with as a society and as Christians a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's something that I, I've noticed. This is, I'm going to take us into a really nerdy uh, space here, um, but it. I've been playing a lot of D&D lately.
1: Yeah, you have. Nice.
2: That's right. Um, and what what is the most compelling in like a storyteller you know so whoever is in charge of the game has to not only run all the characters and run encounters and and you know be in charge of figuring out what the story is but they also have to run the world and the most compelling versions of stories are the closest to reality because the rest of the world continues to do things even while the protagonists aren't paying attention to it yeah. There there are some really incredible people who do an excellent job at this and one of the things that I always find interesting is that it's the background details. It's what happened when you know the player character's made a choice not to go interact with a certain story element, but that scenario still happened somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you know the person in charge gives you two options and you choose option A, something still happens to option B in the background and you may not know what that is. You may not be interacting with that and may not be a part of that storyline, but it still happens. And in the same way, you know, we, whatever it is, you know, for Cam and I, it was, we went off to college and like stuff still happens to the people we went to high school with. Right. Just even though we weren't there, you know, it's, it's not like we are the protagonists of reality. Stuff happens even while you're not present for it, and I've definitely been guilty of that. There've been people that I went to high school with that I see four years later, and I'm like, "Hold on, no, that's not possible. That can't be right. What am I like on a prank show? What's the deal here?" And it's it's like we, it's like you're saying we want to forgive ourselves for things and we want to trust ourselves to move on, but we don't want to forgive other people for things and trust them to move forward.
0: Ah. Huh. I think, if we're being honest, we should probably go to the Silly Zone, um, because (laughs) that was really good, and I want to end on that.
1: Let's do it. Deal. Agreed? Let's travel. All right, Cam, um,
0: we talked earlier. Um, We actually didn't. That's the joke in me saying that. Uh, You were going to throw to (laughs) our sponsor here for the Silly Zone. What do you got?
1: Um. Springfield, Missouri uh, is really a great place. Um, so we are now oh sponsored by the 417. Um, I realize this is an audio medium, and you cannot see me holding up a hat. That You're is of a hat
0: that just has maroon. Missouri on it.
1: Yeah, but it's maroon, and it makes me think of
2: the <laughs> Bears. Go Bears! Um, I wish more university. than anything. That everyone could have watched you realize that Alex was going to throw that to you, and then just look around for something in front of you. The other it option like, is
1: my dad's um, giant um, what's on computer the table? monitor in front of me, and I'll just say we're sponsored
2: by <laughs> engineering. It looked like the uh, profession. What are we? We're sponsored by a Cup. We're sponsored by Desk uh, uh, Springfield. Got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Springy baby. Uh,
2: it's the globe. All g- this is the silly
0: zone. Oh wow, you have a globe. Uh, this is the silly zone. Uh, we get silly, guys. That's that's basically all there is to it. Uh, we have fun. We have hot takes, random questions. Uh, we have a lot of fun here. And then we cap it off with the greatest uh, game show podcast name in the history of game show podcast. Podcast game show. Game show podcast. It The podcast has a game a show. The game show is not a podcast. It's a podcast game show. Um, anyways, uh, Laffery <laughs> with Zachary. Uh, but first, the silly zone. And guys, I, I want to start this off. I'm just going to give my favorite quote. Uh, You guys can feel free to do that or whatever you have. Um, My favorite quote, and I don't know why every time I watch this movie, it's just so odd and so weird and so uncomfy uh, when Bender says, your dad and my dad should go bowling. (laughs) Like man, your dad's a jerk, or my dad's a jerk. They should throw a ball at pins. That's the
2: way that that that's the way that meanie heads
0: bond apparently. They I go guess. bowling
2: together. Yeah. Hey, can we how do you guys feel about bowling? Is bowling fun or is bowling weird?
0: Oh, do not get me started on bowling. I love bowling. Gooyat, don't take <laughs> bowling down.
2: No, I just I wanted to get I wanted to get the question out there.
0: I was in a bowling league when I was in middle school.
2: Really? Were you good?
0: Yeah. So oh, was we my got grandpa. <laughs> I got buckets. Don't lie. Okay, let's not. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest. I was definitely the worst out of the three of us. It was me culture. and my buddy Blake, and then his little brother, who was like three, four years younger than us, Alex. So his that's not brother.
1: a league. That's just three guys going that's bowling. Just three of you. <laughs> no, that was our team. That was our team. Get out of here. We were in a league. Was that? That was the squad. You were you were in a bowling league the same way that we were in a softball league. They they let us play. No, we were allowed. We to were be the rare.
0: best. We were the best team. We were best team. We got dubs. I had trophies. Like I caught dubs. Like, mm. No cap. Like it was fate on sight, bro. I don't mess around when it comes to bowling. Listen, Even I like can't wait for I the old.
2: coronavirus to be over, so we can be out on the field with the boys, going one twenty one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Getting one dub on a forfeit.
0: <laughs> yeah, we definitely won that one. Definitely not by forfeit either. No, we won. Hey, um, we
2: won it. It went in the dub column. Bowling is a
0: ridiculously underrated sport, and I am very sad that all the bowling alleys are closing. Go ahead.
2: Um, I think if we're picking favorite quotes, I don't know why. I think it's because I am probably the nerd of most of the groups I'm in, um, and it's my favorite line that uh, he has where the jock asks him, he he says something like, you've got a fake ID? Why do you have a fake ID? And he says, so I can vote. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. What a, what a ridiculous like high school thing to do cuz i can i get it you know like, oh, yeah. some people are like I, got, I like bought cigarettes and bought alcohol i just he just wanted to vote yeah
1: <laughs> i think my favorite trying to bum is a cig, like, man. it's definitely funny but it's also got like a lot of meaning behind it but i won't go into it cuz it's really obvious but it's just like did you know without trigonometry there'd be no engineering and then Bender says, without lamps, there'd be no light. And it's, like, so obvious, but, like, <laughs> like, it was just, like, really funny when I heard that. I was like, oh, that's so good. But I want to I wanna ask y'all a question while we're in this silly zone. And, yeah, bring it on. And I, I feel like I might know y'all's answers. Um, Twelve. Of the, the five kind of stereotypes, which one did you belong to in high school?
2: I was clearly the nerd. Yeah. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I have stayed that way. <laughs> Remember I when I know. just took us onto an unnecessary D&D tangent? Yeah, Fair. clearly the nerd. <laughs> yeah, you did also I,
1: earlier say you spent your whole time in the theater, so. Yeah, I checks it. out.
2: Yeah.
1: I,
0: I don't know, Zach, what do you think? What was it? Ooh, I? now this is a good I don't feel like question. I fit into any of those, because I wasn't That's a jock, true. but like, Definitely I wasn't not a, a, a criminal. Jock.
2: No, I wouldn't call you a criminal.
0: I had terrible grades.
2: (laughs) Was I the princess? I I was gonna say the the princess. Yeah, I was gonna. You could have been the weirdo, but like, we also knew the weirdos, and you you were friends with the weirdos. If we learned anything in Men's Choir, friends. it's that you were a magnet for the weirdos. I was. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that is like. I think that's like one of my. I
0: was like, man, ministry. This is for me because I can get along with the strangest of humans, and I love them. Uh, yeah, that's good.
2: I. I think if I was gonna pick one, I would call you the princess, though.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm a big I'll take fan Princess. fan of that. That's funny. Yeah. What about I'll, you, I'll Cam? Do See, I, again, I don't really know. Like, I'm somewhere in between. Like, I wasn't, like, popular, like, the princess. Like, people knew me, but, like, I certainly wasn't, like, one of the most popular. Mm, um, yeah. I wasn't, like, a nerd. I wasn't dumb, but, like, I wasn't a nerd. I wasn't a jock. <laughs> I mean, I played sports, but, like, I wasn't. So, I, I don't know. I'm some weird... Maybe I was the outcast. I
2: might have been the outcast. Were you the basket case? Is that what we're discovering right now? Maybe I was
1: the criminal. I, I really... there. I got a little bit of all of them. You were the criminal. You were <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> the criminal for sure. I think there's a good chance... No further comment. You were the I criminal. There's a good chance <laughs> I was the criminal. Definitely the criminal. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Um, I think it's time for the greatest... Podcast game show name and the history of your podcast game show names. Um, also for the greatest podcast game shows, history of podcast game shows. Before Cam, do you have a finger,
1: I just really I I have ten. Um, before we jump into that, <laughs> I would also like uh, to point out thumbs. that um, all thumbs are fingers, not all fingers are thumbs. Thank you. Um, Ooh, like squares and rectangles. good. That was good. That was quick. I think we did just come up with a really good intro to a joke. That I would like somebody, one of our listeners, to finish, which is a nerd, a criminal, and a princess start a podcast. Now you finish that joke <laughs> however you would like, but that's that's, that's the opening, that's, that's the setup. Now I hit it out of the park, Alex. Go ahead. Uh, so now it's time for Gosh, I hope yeah, someone
0: do, do actually that whole does thing that. Again. Um, now it's time for the greatest podcast game show name in the great, in the history of podcast game show names, also uh, representing the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows, uh, your host, Zachary Kuyat, is the host of Laughery with Zachary... Zach, take it away.
2: It has started to grow on me a little bit. I'll give it that. Absolutely. I love that. Actually, that's a little less fun. I wish <laughs> you hated it still. I mean, I hate it, and I'll keep up the bit. <laughs> <laughs> So today's game, and I, I hope you understand the reference I'm making here with this title. Today's oh, yeah. game is called "Breakfast Tattus Club" is the game. <clears throat> so I thought about making this a game uh, where I asked you about <laughs> what if that was it. I thought about making this a game, but it's not. Uh, no, <laughs> I thought about making this a game where I asked you breakfast-related questions. Admittedly, then I Wheaties. realized that's every answer is way boring. Is. boring. It's so boring. Breakfast related questions? Boring. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a game all about interesting clubs and interesting facts about clubs. We'll get into it in a second, but uh, first, uh, this morning in preparation for this bit, I took um, a number of slips of paper with each of your names on them and I put them into the uh, air conditioning system in our house. And I've just been waiting for one to pop out of the vent in my room. Um, So it's just been kind of... I've been just waiting for something to come out of one of the air ducts. Um, And I'm figuring it's been a while, so any second now... Oh, there's one!
0: Got it! Good catch.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty pretty slick. And... um, you know what I just realized is I'm doing all this pantomime work and this is a podcast. Yeah, oh, well, you I are. <laughs>
1: I saw you looking around and then reach up and
2: catch it and I was really proud. I did. It I was caught it awesome, out of the dude. air. There's nobody. You it's caught more here. pieces of paper than balls in this. Um But it looks like Cam's going first. Let's go. So Cam, you're going to get the first question on Breakfast Hottest Club is the game. I don't is know if it? y'all are familiar with Bill Hader's Stefan because um, I also thought about making this a game about that SNL character, um, but I decided that was a little, uh, a little too specific. I've it got, was
0: probably a little too specific, because I'm going to be honest, uh, like we talked about with movies earlier, nothing. Got nothing.
2: Well, <laughs> what's great is that I don't expect you to have any frame of reference for any of these questions either. Got awesome. four for each of you and a tiebreaker. All right, round one. Cam. Mm. Carlton College has a club <laughs> devoted to what kind of facial hair? Is it A, the mustache club? Oh, it has B, to the soul patch club? It has to or be C, the mutton chops club. Oh, oh man, it could be any of them, and I would join I like all the, of them. Every time I read an answer you said, "Oh, it has to be that one." Oh no, it has to be that one. No, it has to be that one.
1: <laughs> oh god. I
2: want it has to be soul patch. You, you're going to go with Soul Patch Club? I'm going club? Soul Patch. The correct answer is Mustache Club. Carlton oh. College has a Mustache Club. Wow. All right, Alex, question two goes to you.
0: Soul Patch Club, that's the answer.
2: Well, unfortunately, that is not yeah, one no, of the Yeah, no, these are actually all just right. facial okay, hair questions. <laughs> question two. Students Against Hippies in Trees was a council <laughs> protest group at what California university? For reference, there was a protest group trying to save trees on campus and then this group was upset by that so they formed students against hippies and trees. I love it. I really and hope it was formed it's Santa at Clara. what California university? Please was be Santa it? Clara. UCLA, UC Berkeley or Stanford?
0: Dang it. Oh, I thought it was Stanford before you even gave me the <laughs> option so I'm going Stanford. Their mascot's a tree.
2: I love that you were ready. The correct answer is B, UC Berkeley. Damn! <laughs> You see Berkeley, the proprietors of the Students Against Hippies in Trees Club. Shouts you know, to Jalen Brown. Um <laughs> who is it? Uh Jamie from
1: Listen to Your Heart went to uh-huh. Berkeley for vocal performance. That's cool. You couldn't She's tell good. from the show, but I mean she did.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I'm i I'm a fan. Okay, keep going.
2: All right, Cam. Your second question. Mm-hmm. She's probably
0: long gone by now. <laughs>
2: What gift is given to members of the Ejection Club who have been fired from military aircraft by ejector seats? Oh, is it I don't, A? Oh, okay.
0: I do hats. get options. <laughs> I just said, to clarify, he said
1: ejection. <laughs> like a, they get like a, like a tumbler? I don't know. Well, here's your options. Do they get
2: hats, mm-hmm. ties, or socks?
1: I'd hope parachutes, but I guess that's not one of my
2: options. <laughs> well, this is a club for people who have survived ejection from aircraft. Oh, uh, so we assume, assume they, they already they have the parachute. parachute. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, please be a hat that is shaped like a parachute. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or like
1: the little propeller hat. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go.
2: I'm gonna go hat. That feels like the best best option. That's a here. really fun option, but the answer is B ties. It's technically so called the ejection ties club. And there is nothing else involved in this club. They don't meet. They just get a free tie if you successfully get ejected from an aircraft. (laughs) Can I join? Okay. Well, you have to join the military first. So if you're willing to do that, by all (laughs) means. All for a tie. (laughs) All right, Alex, your second question. Right on. Western Michigan University has a club devoted to eating what? Is it A, sandwich crusts? B bone marrow or C Ugh. banana peels.
1: It's Michigan Ugh. Sandwich crust. Bone Marrow.
2: <laughs> Alex, you are correct. There is a club at Western Michigan University devoted to eating sandwich crusts. What is I wish the I name could remember exactly what they were called. They're called like the the club for the underappreciation of the sandwich crust or something silly like that. Um, two questions in, and Alex, you've taken a commanding one-zero lead. Let's get it, Cam. Here's your chance to tie up the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A. <laughs> That's. I can't tell if that was confidence or just being over this game. <laughs> That's a. I'm geared down. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, buckle down. Great moments are born from
1: great opportunities. That's, That's what right. we have here tonight, boys.
2: Cam. A secret society at the College of William and Mary inducts how many members per year? Six, seven, or eight?
1: No odd numbers. Oh, but seven is a holy number. I'm gonna go, I'll go seven.
0: You said no odd numbers and then went with the (laughs) one odd number.
2: But I justified it. Well, it's good that you justified it because the correct answer is seven. The Gosh. club is called the Society of Seven. They're known for their humanitarian work, but not much else is known about this so- secret society. Well, they induct seven members every year. All right, Alex, to reclaim your lead. Yeah. The University of Kentucky has a club devoted to what game? Which
1: Sandwiches. includes
2: seated tournaments. They oh, do Mario. full tournaments for this game. Is it A, tic-tac-toe, B, connect four... Or C, rock, paper, scissors.
0: Rock, paper, scissors.
2: Alex, that is correct. The University of Kentucky holds seeded rock, Let's paper, go. scissors tournaments. Can next week's game, game
1: just be us playing rock, paper, scissors?
2: It's just a rock, paper, scissors tournament you between just, just here. the two of you. You just Everybody just gets to listen to this sound. And then one of us goes, ah!
0: <laughs> this sounds three. like great audio, right? <laughs>
2: that's two out of three, guys. Come on. okay final round of of regular questions cam if you get this you can tie up the game and hope to send it to the tiebreaker if not alex is the winner but we are going to play out the rest of the questions because i like them sure cam disney's club 33 allows access to the only place in disneyland that a has free wi-fi b serves alcohol or c does not include an image of mickey mouse ooh C is
1: fun. B feels obvious, but I'm I'm gonna go with B. That feels to make a lot of sense to me.
2: That's good. Go for the obvious choice because that is correct. Club Thirty Three, which is like I, if I remember reading this correctly, it was like a ten thousand dollar membership, and all you get is you can go to the one place that serves alcohol at Disneyland.
1: Is it worth it? Well, boys.
2: Yeah, I mean, let me
0: I go scrounge
1: there. up my pocket
2: chain. <laughs> <Sell> <laughs> you can dog. also ride on like a fancy train car. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot going on there. Okay, Alex. If you get yes. this right, you win the game. If not, we go to the tiebreaker question. Oh gosh,
0: you got it right. Oh my gosh, the That's pressure. It right. pressure. Okay. Pressure could be the first time on. we ever
2: actually go to the tiebreaker. It could be. <laughs> That'd be well, I think we used it in the Spider-Man episode. I think we needed it. We're not going to
0: the tiebreaker. Let's get
2: it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Alex. B. Yes. The UK has a society for the pre- the appreciation of what road feature? Is it A. roundabouts, B. overpasses, or C. four-way stops? This is so dumb. I was going for the strips. Overpasses. You're going for overpasses? Yeah. I'm sorry. The correct answer was roundabouts. Gosh, roundabouts The UK so has obvious. a society for the appreciation of roundabouts. <laughs> that is an officially government-recognized society. It's incredible that that exists. And it's also That's incredible dumb. that we are going to the tiebreaker question because I really All do right. like the tiebreaker question. I'm just going to take... You can interrupt me if you hear the answer you like. Um, I'm going to take the first answer I hear um, and hopefully I won't hear the same thing at the same time. Ready? Yeah. Which of these is the correct name of an inter-university nature-lovers club? Frederick, <laughs> is That's it A? Brother, too. Is it A, you, me, and the tree? B, the tree musketeers, or C, trees company? Tree musketeers. Tree musketeers. No. Let's go. <laughs> Cam got to it first, and that is the correct answer. Are you kidding me, and Cam said the, the exact musketeers? same time
0: on my side of Skype, but whatever. Man, uh, your you side of Skype absolutely. Was, I that. have
2: you both coming in to me, so I'm gonna trust <laughs> that I had it right. <laughs> Oh and with yeah. that cam, you have won the breakfast totest club is the game. That was just an excuse for me to do two impressions at the same time also
0: I'm really I'm really excited that you did that. Um, hopefully <laughs> someone finds that funny because like I just don't know the I don't know it and I'm so sure that it's really funny.
2: That's okay. it works um, for me and I'm really only doing this to keep myself entertained anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: Purple.
2: I like
0: that. <laughs> Zach. You fought for one thing when we talked about these next couple episodes in this season. And I want to close out the Silly Zone with you telling us why you fought for this so bad. You wanted to do One Direction more than anything. Give us a
2: why. (laughs) Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, A One Direction episode is... It has never been more timely than it is right now. I don't know if you gentlemen are aware, but it has recently been announced that One Direction is going to be having a reunion... That makes me Sometime really sad. Soon, um, I I don't know if I have an official opinion on it. I think they, I personally, I think that they were uh, doing just fine on their own. Uh, yeah, I think the, the two Harry Styles solo albums are both very good. That's They're all better, we mean by just fine on their own. We just Jamie want One Harry Direction Styles album. albums. I, well, see, yeah, exactly. But I know I have some good friends who are one direction loyalists Same. Um, and i'm very happy for them
0: i'm happy for them yeah, that's so i that's good
2: i feel like i'm very aware of the one direction news that's happening and also if there was ever something that i feel like we could capitalize on it's the fact that one direction is back in the news and we can talk about a one direction song
0: that's fantastic um one direction or jonas brothers go
2: oh you're gonna get me in trouble one direction
0: hmm. i'm a jonas brothers guy
2: yeah I, I naked one brothers
0: one. band or big time rush
2: I naked really didn't know they played in:
1: either.
0: Yeah, me either. But Naked Brothers Band, I always thought that I was like kind of edgy because I was watching a show called <laughs> Naked Brothers Band. It like, said
2: naked in there. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh, when is this gonna happen? Was, it didn't.
2: Okay, yeah, they cool. never, they Good. never were naked. I think they, I'm pretty sure the explanation was that when they were born, they were naked, which like. I
1: guess. Yeah. In that case, That's great. All of us are part of the Naked Brothers Band. So You're congrats, boys! All in the band. It's kind of like
0: Bob's Burgers. Like, they started their whole first episode, like, the joke was that they're selling human meat, and then they just never addressed it again.
1: I forgot you know, I about that. I didn't know that. Uh, not about the burgers <laughs> guy. That was the
0: first I'm not about Bob's burgers guy either, but Melody is the biggest
2: Bob's Burgers fan.
1: Which um, really surprises me, because she is, like, the quietest, just most like, uh, and then she watches a show about eating human meat?
2: No, that sounds well, right, though. That checks out. With what I know about Melody and being a fan of Bob's Burgers myself, that checks out. I get why she's a fan.
0: She's yeah, big Bob's Burgers fan. I I just don't. I've never watched it when she's not in the room, so I can't give an opinion.
1: Hey, let me it's let me let me throw this at you. Um, okay, throw it at me, Alex. Of the yeah. five stereotypes in this movie, what was Melody in high school? Oh,
0: gosh, don't do this to me. She was the brain. No, not even close.
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. She's one of our valedictorians. Get out of here. Hey, out. I, yeah. I didn't go to high school with y'all. I just had to ask.
0: I know you didn't, but <laughs> you were trying to get me to say, like, the weirdo or something. I was giving
1: you an opportunity to say the beauty, but the brain does work, too. Oh no! I was trying, trying to set brains. you up.
0: Yeah, I know you were. I thought you were trying to set me up for failure. And Bro, call I, me I hit the weird? trash
1: can twice. You
2: knew what pitch Wait, was guys, coming. Wait, guys. <laughs> you knew what How to swing many weeks at.
1: How
0: are we ahead? No, we're okay. not that far ahead. I was about to say, this might be my wife by the time this is done, but it will be my wife by the time this season is done of our podcast. Whoa. No. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's fun. Um. So every single one of these episodes, we want to take it back just real quick and end on one note that you guys can take home and apply. Um, and I'm going to start us this time. A lot of times I'll tell the guys to start only because I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, but what I have to say here is it's just obvious Um, and that's treat every single relationship you have uh, as if you don't know anything about what they're going through because the truth is you don't Um, Mm. and especially when we are struggling like Zach you talked about earlier it's so easy for us to to um, create in ourselves the fact that you know nobody understands this, I'll just keep to myself because people are going to think I'm weird, people are going to think I'm wrong, or um, and we don't understand that everyone on this planet is feeling the things that you're feeling or has at some point. Um, and so go into every relationship, not only not knowing what they're going through, but being vulnerable enough to open up in the right moments to create those relationships. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. There you go, I just said a lot. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. There it is. Yeah,
2: I that's think... good. That, yeah, that's, that's where I was going to go. Is um, just <clears throat> that's why being, I went first. Suck it. That's good of you. Um, but just that willingness to be vulnerable and connect with others because not only do you not know what they're going through, but you, you have to be willing to break down that facade of perfection to ever grow.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I think for me, um, I kind of want to share something with y'all that was actually sent to me um, by kind of a professor and a mentor, and it it asked the question, who do I want to be during COVID-19? And I think this is kind of relevant, um, talking about your identity and and who you can strive to be and and that growth mindset. So basically, there's the fear zone, the learning zone, and the growth zone. So some of the characteristics of, of somebody in the growth zone is thanking and appreciating others, keeping a happy and emotional state, and spreading hope. Um, Looking for ways to adapt to new changes, uh, living in the present and focusing on the future, uh, things like that. So just focusing on how can I, in the midst of kind of this chaotic time, display growth um, and and not fear, and how can my identity be wrapped in in that growth and in what Jesus calls me to instead of what society is saying, like, hey, be really scared right now. I think it's okay to, to be scared. Um, But to still trust God, I think that shows your faith even more. So just defining your identity. That's
0: good. I'm not going to add on the way I want to because uh, we're supposed to end the podcast. Um, (laughs) I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate y'all for listening, all 17 and a half of you. Uh, We really, really appreciate. Plus the uh, two of you that are over in the UK. We have a Man, couple of listeners. In yeah, whoever
2: our UK listeners Worldwide. are, that's cool.
0: <laughs> international baby, let's get it. <laughs> Hit us up sometime
2: because um, we just want to know who you are, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, we'll talk I'm about international
0: stuff with you, please, Gordon Ramsay. Um,
2: we'll do a
1: doctor. We New will episode. do
0: all of your TV shows, every single episode you've ever released. Um, <laughs> no, Cam, don't give me that look. We're not doing that. Um, we might, <laughs> if you are actually Gordon Ramsay. Um, <laughs> give us a rate a review subscribe it really helps and the best marketing is word of mouth so shoot us a DM uh, tweet at us what do you want to see what do you want to hear us talk about write about um, it's limitless so here we go um, at @plainsight_pod. underscore pod thank you guys so much peace out
2: girl scout wash your hands